Welcome, One Soul Fire friends, to another edition of Hot Topic. I'm Fire Chief John Schneider. I'm Assistant Chief John Ledoux. And welcome, County Councilman, St. Charles County Councilman, Matt Swanson. Yeah, I'm in my first year here, and I guess this would be the hot seat. <laughs> that is the hot seat. <laughs> All right, so let's we, go. We, we promise, uh, we, we made a deal offline that we would take it easy on him because we don't want him coming after us. But uh, <laughs> with all joking aside, Matt, we've, we've known each other for several years uh, in your previous position with the city of Wentzville. We worked together a lot, and uh, I know that we'll continue to work together in the future and we look forward to that so let's get into it let's talk about uh, our relationship over the years and we always appreciate your support of our fire district um, can you elaborate why you've typically gone above and beyond to uh, develop and foster those relationships with other organizations other political subdivisions uh, why are why is that important to you and to help you get your job done for your constituents yeah that's a great question I think it goes back to why I got started in politics uh, I sat on the Wentzville Park and Rec Board and wanted to build Jake's Field of Dreams. Sure. And right. we approved it through the park board and all. And then we went to the board of aldermen. They totally denied us. And they wouldn't listen to an advisory board and all these other community groups saying, this is what we need to do. And I think that's what really fostered it. Why are we not listening to the constituents? Why are we not listening to the residents of what they need and what they want? And that's why my social media page on Facebook is extremely active. I do updates before every council meeting and after every council meeting to let people know. And it's just five minutes long because people need to know what's going on. I think one of the biggest problems we have in St. Charles County, we have no newspaper. Yeah. We have no Growing way. Growing up, we used to have oh, right. the Suburban yeah. Journal. And that's how you found out uh, about everything. And, and those days are over. Or what was the know? red uh, newspaper or the, had the red wrapping on it? That no one liked because it kept showing up News in our driveway. Like yeah. uh, yeah. But at least it gave us a little bit about what's going on. We don't have that you know, anymore. Talk, talk about your social media and what you try to do. Um, because what you mentioned, your I call it your meeting recap. I don't, I don't know if you have an official name for it. But I love that because I try to stay in tune with, with our municipalities that we cover from the district side along with the county. But um, sometimes, you know, when an agenda is like 300 pages long, it's, it's hard, to, hard to find everything. And I know it's, it's in the effort of true disclosure, right? But uh, talk about your meeting recaps. Sure. You, you highlight, and a lot of times you're doing it well after midnight or early the next morning, but I, I find them very informative. But talk about how people can find that uh, on social media and, and how they can follow what you're putting out. Sure. So on Facebook, it's just Matt Swanson, Councilman District 1. Very straightforward. And one of the reasons I did is because, yes, when I first became an alderman in the city of Wentzville, our agendas were over a thousand pages. We were growing so fast a decade ago, nobody could keep up on what was going on. And now as I transitioned into county councilman, we are still at almost a thousand pages per agenda. No one has time to sit down and read everything. That's why I go through and I select what I believe is probably the most pertinent information. A lot of it, as you guys know, with the fire district, it's just content stuff where we just need to approve contracts. Uh, there's these consent bills, agenda consent stuff. agendas, yeah. which sometimes can be uh, misleading because we do have appointments to certain boards. Obviously, there's a lot of people upset with the library district right now and some stuff that's going on. So it is important to look at the consent agenda items. But I want everyone to know about it. And so I do it before each meeting. And after each meeting, now I limit myself to five minutes. So I have a little timer so you can see exactly how long it's going to take, which I'm going to pat myself on the back here. Uh, Jake from the Wentzville 
uh, police department. Now he does oh, his uh, Friday Sh- updates. Uh, yes, Sergeant Schmidt. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and so he stole that from me. And I That's talked to awesome. Jake at length. He was like, how do you word it? He goes, because his get very long. We're actually building a playground this week with Jake. Uh, I'm, I'm going to give him some trouble when we yeah, see him. About absolutely. That. Oh, absolutely. But he stole that idea from and you. He goes well, way he is, too he long. He's a police officer, right? Right, right. <laughs> you know, as the communications director that he is, and That's he does a, an amazing oh, job. He does do a great job. It's how long are you going to talk? And I think people want to know that I can be done in X number of minutes. And that's why I use a timer so people can put it on pause. They know five minutes commute to work. You can find out what's happening in St. Charles County. That's twice that's a, a month. Idea. Yeah. We do the second and final Mondays is when our meetings are. So I post them either that night when I get home or the very next day. So is that all on Facebook? Really? All on Facebook. Okay. So they so state that page again so that they can find you. Just real simple, Matt Swanson, County Councilman, District One. Great, great. Um, talk about the county right now. Like what what what's being addressed? What are what's a hot topic with the county? Uh, obviously, growth and development is always at the forefront of a, a lot of things. Um, do you want to take a minute and, and talk about what what uh, the county is looking at and what you're reviewing? Sure. I think the biggest thing that we are still concerned about, and I think you guys address it a lot with what you do with the fire district, are roads. You guys are probably attending a lot of accidents on Highway P. And if anyone doesn't realize, District 1 is everything north of 70 to our county lines in Warrington, all the way up to Lincoln County. And then I go all the way around to basically 364 or 370. That's all District 1. Wow. A lot of rural areas that aren't meant for growth yet. And people like the rural lifestyle. So I think the biggest issue we have that we're going to have to contend with in the next 20 to 30 years are our roads. Yeah. And once we develop those roads, how do we make them safer? Because I'm tired of accidents on Highway P. We've had so many fatalities. As you guys know, um, I live up Highway 61. All those crossover accidents we had. And it took forever for me working with our state uh, representatives to get the cable barriers up. And I had a lot of people who pushed back on the cable barriers because they were saying, as a motorcycle enthusiast, if I hit those cables, it's pretty much lights out for right. me. Uh, right. I, I will tell you, I, I lived up 61, and I worked at Triple Fatality before those cables were in, and, and I was very pleased to see that. Now, it didn't keep me. I had four young daughters. We, we wound up moving off of 61 back into Flint Hill, but um, I, I'm very appreciative that those came. So thank you. And it was great because you know we went all that way, but it wasn't enough because once we get to Lincoln County line, they stopped it initially. Right. Yeah. So, so talk, go, go a little deeper in the weeds on that. So we know like by the time it gets to your level and you guys address it publicly at public meetings, but talk, talk about what the staff is doing to address those things. Like are, are, are there road engineers or who, who's reviewing those things and coming up with these ideas? This has been probably the biggest learning point I've had between being a city alderman and a county councilman at the city level we were part of every single discussion that was happening. Um, I would reach out to our directors and say, hey, I need this to happen, that to happen. What's the status? At the county level, it really switches into more of a federal type government. You have the executive branch, county executive Steve Elman, and his team is the one who really comes up with the plans. As the legislative branch, we can bring ideas up. Really nothing happens from there. Mm -hmm. And this is why I think so many people are upset with the United States Congress. It seems like nothing gets done because by design, 
Article one of the Constitution, we only have the legislative power. The executive power is where everything really can get going faster. So we can put things in order and say, we, this is what we want in the future, but then we got to allocate the funds. Who's yeah. in charge of the budget? The executive branch. And once it's presented to us, we approve it. And one thing I hope I can do in my next three years, three and a half years, since I was just sworn in in January, is have the county councilmen involved in more of the budget. Because right. that's what we need to have happen to make the roads safer. You, you mentioned three years because we, we know uh, those of us that have been around a few years. It, take, it takes a while to not only learn the way that things get done, but also to develop those relationships and get the resources. What are your priorities as a county councilman? What are you looking to accomplish in the next three to five years? What, what things can folks look out towards and, and look forward to seeing you do? Thanks for asking my focus has always been parks, and luckily, County Executive Elman has always been focused on parks as well. From when he took office to where he is today, you look at the m- amount of acres that we've added to St. Charles County. And some of them were bought years ago. Which, I'm working on something right now, and you guys will be invited to this, so this is a sneak preview. Only here, <laughs> right now, is that I want to find um, all the other business leaders, community leaders, and we want to do a bus tour of all the St. Charles County parks and spend a day in showing you them because I don't think people realize how many parks we have. I agree. But at the same time, Kinetic Park down in Dardeen Prairie, we are completely redoing. Uh, this is going to be about $2.53 million that's going to be going into it. Uh, where they have move- championship biking down there, right? <sighs> my the favorite. Oh, here's my favorite, though. There's going to be an RC car track. Oh, wow. Outdoor. Only one in the area. I'm an old RC car guy, so this is kind of near and dear to my heart. Are they oh. still doing any of the skateboard stuff? Or is yes. That all gone? Okay. So that's going to be expanded. I used to work down there, it was just that. And that was such a neat, neat oh. project. And to see it grow the way it has. And, and that, that community has got so many people right around it. That is fantastic. And with the pump track, we had the winner from St. Charles County that went on to win nationals. Yeah. So there is a lot awesome. of really cool stuff happening. I didn't know anything about pump, pump, pump track Basically, until I saw that. It's a bicycle. With, yeah. You don't really you know, pedal. Yeah, you just go. But so we've got the parks. So that's one of my biggest things is is keep going with the parks, create uh, new areas. I think we have an opportunity to do a great equestrian um, area, maybe somewhere down around Bromslick Park area. Okay. And let's just keep building that because I think everyone in St. Charles County, the one thing I've heard over and over, knocking doors. And last year when I ran, if people don't follow, we have an August primary and then November election. There was three of us running in the primary. I basically took it as a full-time job knocking doors. Mm-hmm. I'd be out the door by 10 a.m. and I'd stay out as late as I could because last summer the heat was miserable like it is this summer. Everyone wants to keep the old feel of St. Charles County. Right. They want the land that's available. So if we look at our 2030 master plan, which is a big topic that people are talking about, we started this way back in like 2006, I think, and we need to adjust it. And right now it says that if you're in the rural areas, it's five acres. A lot of developments are coming in three acres because we require them to have concrete roads uh, going into the subdivision and everything else. I personally think if anyone's building on five acres, they're most likely going to have some type of asphalt or concrete going in. But we need to keep that rural lifestyle because people like the variety. If you want to live in the apartments that we have all over St. Charles County that are popping up, you have the option. Mm -hmm. But how many people have the option to live on five acres? And right. five acres is manageable. Mm-hmm. And I know, John, you uh, had what? You were what? That's three acres. Three right? acres, yeah. Yeah. which was, it was great. It was a perfect size yeah. and everything else. You had farmland Great around place you. to raise a family and yeah. And if you wanted to, you know, sit outside and have a little uh, bonfire and all, you could do that and not feel like people were watching you nonstop. And I think that's what a lot of people want. 
And so I look at transitional housing. When you first start off in your career and you get your first house, which that's another topic. I hear a lot of people aren't interested in buying the first house. That that's yeah. no longer the Isn't dream. That crazy? <clears throat> that's, all my kids are that way. They all like, they, they want apartments. I'm like, you're, you're nuts, but whatever. That's yeah, I, I said we could go on a different topic because <laughs> right. I remember living in an apartment here and people <laughs> right. thump around up above right. me and I can't, can't wait stand to own my own house. Yeah. Well, but, and it was I think it was driven home in our heads that you needed to earn some equity and build equity, and and it doesn't seem to be a priority any longer. No, and so and I think even like with I'm nearing retirement. I've got 27 years in education. Or I should say I have 27 years in education. So anyone who's going to come after me yeah. for saying got, yeah. Um, <laughs> well, congratulations. That, I'm not that, an English teacher. I'm a history teacher, so I can get away with the. That was uh, the full disclosure. That's funny. The words there, but. What is my next step going to be? You know, do I right. want to move out of the subdivision and have a little bit more of a rural lifestyle? Because, well, you, you could know, grow grapes for all of our wineries. <laughs> not a wine drinker. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> Maybe some barley. I'll, I'll head out. Can, can I do a shout out to a local business at all? So, sure. Go ahead. You know, because I know over there at Friendship, they need some barley and oats and all. Maybe I'll just start my own little um, project right there in St. Charles. Brian Nolan and the boys. Exactly. Yeah. He's a great friend as well, and he's actually been itching to uh, to come on the show. So we're gonna talk we're gonna talk high. we're gonna talk to him in a few months. I told him that we had some people already lined up, so he'll he'll be on soon. But yeah, a great person, great community uh, leader. Let's talk about the S curve, the seventy S curve. You know, from a I, I know that you were heavily involved and in, in active as an alderman. Uh, with the city of Wentzville, but you know, from your view or standpoint now as a county councilman, um, I've I've heard in several meetings the economic. I mean, we we know the safety standpoint. We've we've ran th- hundreds of calls in that area almost daily. Um, so we know the safety issue. We know that that's being addressed. But I, I heard some things uh, from a county level and even the state. Um, when the legislature and, and the, the governor passed the budget for that 70 funding. Um, talk about what you guys look at from the economic standpoint for the county is, is you know, it's, it's much larger than Wentzville, right? I mean, as a region, what are you looking at or what are you thinking uh, about that S-curve and what needs to be done? Interesting you bring that up because probably the biggest reason it hasn't been fixed is economics. Right. Because with a GM plant there, those railroad tracks going across, which has been the biggest barrier we have, mm-hmm. has been the biggest hurdle because we couldn't tear down that structure because then that spur that leads right into the GM plant isn't there. And so it's one of those things that we have to figure out how does this work. When working with GM, when they just invested $990 million, I think it was two years ago, right. to redo the plant and all, one of the biggest things they talked about was the traffic. How do we get our trucks moving back and forth. And if you guys have looked at the Highway A expansion, we have now yeah. drop lanes. When I was in negotiations with GM on this, that was one of my demands. I wanted to have a lane where these truckers could get off of the highway safely and create enough space that they're not blocking it. So we need to get this cleared out. This right. is the congestion point. Everybody from St. Charles heading west knows on a Friday. And now, I'll be <laughs> honest, almost every single day now, well, we, were just off, we were just talking off mic. That I, I noticed a couple of weeks ago I was coming through there at 1030 in the morning. It was already backing up. Yeah, we used That's to call it the lake effect, but it's not I, even a lake I, effect. I think uh, yeah, it you. starts earlier and it earlier. Does. Um, and then all of your arterial roads 
and all the side streets get impacted by the, by that because people are trying to avoid that mess. You and know? you guys have had it where you've had to shut it down before, and we had to navigate people down oh. Pierce and, and all. And Run that the doesn't work. Yeah, that's right. horrible. And I think when we added Dave Hochul Parkway as another exit, that helps, but we still have that choke point. Once that's opened up, and I'm glad the governor did sign um, and authorized everything to do the three lanes in both directions all the way across, right. that is going to open up a lot of development. And I think as my role as a county councilman is looking at the highway overlay district. So for everybody who's listening, that's right next to your highways. If you extend out about one mile from there, we kind of consider that the overlay district. What okay. type of businesses are going to go in there? And I'm going to tell you, I'm going to vote against any time I hear anyone who says RV or boat storage. Yeah. Because it is the worst thing to put on the overlay district. We need businesses that are going to grow our economic engine because sure. who really wants to live next to a highway? And as we look at this highway growing, all we have to do is look to our friends in St. Louis County. Sure. You head down there and you see beautiful homes with those huge sound barrier walls up and down it because they never thought a highway would get that large. What kind of businesses can we put in place? Which now goes into another issue. What's our look of future businesses? Right. I look at uh, 370 um, down there where we look at what St. Peter's did, and they went to uh, basically site-ready places. And a lot of it is just transfer stations. Because as we have changed how we buy things, we need to look at how we're distributing, disputing, or distributing all of it. Sure. We need to get really creative in St. Charles County, especially Western St. Charles County. Now, we don't have a whole lot of room before we hit Warrington. Right, right. And, you know, right city's right city. Um, right. They've kind of got their own issues with the highway out there and, and other economic um, issues. So how do we figure this all out? I mean, they have two big truck stops out there. And I think you guys have a firehouse right down the road from the one on the uh, north outer road. How does this all play in? We need to be working with everyone. And I think the biggest problem that I have from my level, no one really talks. Right. And one of the things we're going to be doing very soon is sitting down with the elected officials in St. Charles City and listening to what they need from us and what we need from them. Right. And we've never had these conversations. Uh, I was talking to another councilman. I think the last time we had a conversation was over a decade ago. Wow. wow. Why aren't we talking? Right. That's crazy. It doesn't make any sense to me, except everybody has their own little kingdoms and right. nobody wants to reach out and talk. Oh, communication is good. You know, it, it, you, you did mention something about out by our station three. It was interesting to me that I had a, a commercial real estate de developer tell me that um, some of the largest tracts of land that that are still intact are in that pocket along 70 uh, out towards the Forestell exit. And, you know, for big commercial uh, development. So that that's interesting uh, that people are looking at that. It's 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 in the, that exact area that you that you spoke on. So. Well, and you think about when we put Dave Hochul Parkway in. Yeah. We now have the talk, community talk college. About, talk about the talk about the Hochul Parkway and some of the phases that we're in and where things are at. I wish I knew more. It was one of the most interesting things is MoDOT actually allowed us to take it on as a city operation. Usually they want their fingers on all of it, but they trusted our engineers and our uh, administrative staff really, really well. So with that being said, we are moving through. South Point Prairie Road is another road that I'm looking at, and I know it's not in my district. What's going to happen over there? Because now with DHP in place, interstate which goes all the way down through Hepperman, the crossover at Hepperman and Interstate, the railroad tracks, that will be closed off soon. Mm -hmm. That was part of the deal we made with the railroad and GM when we did the entire uh, S-curve uh, issue. So we're going to start 
trying to close off those crossovers because it's a problem. Right. We, we need to fix it. But what kind of development is now going to happen on the south side of 70? I think that is going to continue to be the biggest area of growth. On the north side of 70, we look at DHP. There's already subdivisions all there. Until we hit farther out towards Wright City, which uh, I think we have a was it a tractor trailer sales company that's out there, a couple other big pieces. You got the community college coming in. And once community college comes in, what other economic development does that lead to? Sure. I mean, I don't know about you guys. If I'm a franchisee of a QT, I'd love to be right across from a community college. Right. Yeah. I mean, that, that is just easy money coming in and out. But then we have those rural roads again. South Point Prairie can't take it. I have up on my side, the big road everyone's talking about right now is Dietrich. And we're having a lot of the tractor trailers take Dietrich and not realizing they can't make it. Get around the scales. That's what they're doing. And they were doing W, but now we've got uh, the new poles coming in on W. So everybody's avoiding W because you have uh, linemen out there right now with the signs saying, you know, stop. I was just through there today. Everybody's trying to get a way around. It's wild times. That's for sure. That's for sure. Um, what, what's been this most significant changes or different approach? Uh, because you, you're a public servant, uh, whether you served as an alderman for the city of Wentzville or now as the county councilman, uh, what's the biggest difference in your approach? Is there a different way that you look at things or, or do differently? Than the other elected officials? Mm-hmm. Yes. One of the things that if you send me an email, you text me, you call me, my number's out there all over the place, I respond instantly. And sitting on the county council, right now I've had so many people respond back going, wow, I never thought someone would respond to me. And I'm like, you're a public servant. And I'm glad you used that phrase versus a politician. Because mm-hmm. to me, a politician's doing it for their own gain. Right. A servant's doing it to basically be somebody's servant. Literally, I'm here to serve you and do what you need. And sometimes I have to make a vote that's against what I believe, but the public wants it. And that is probably the hardest rift between... Uh, being a politician and public servant, to stand up there and go, I really think this should happen, but the people want this. Unless I know better and I can prove it and document it, I have to make that hard vote. So when we look at the change of, I think, older people who have been in office a lot longer, they've never had to worry about social media right. and communicating. Right. And you can go back and people can Google me and see for the past almost decade all my videos that are out there. I've explained every single vote. Like it or not, here's what it is. And if you don't like it, well, then call me up. Let's have a conversation. Right. And people are becoming actually more – and I know this is kind of jumping off – I would have thought getting to a higher level, people would have been more like attacking me online, sending me mean messages. They're actually better about calling and being respectful and having an actual thoughtful conversation. At the local level, it was more snippy. Do you think that's because the issues are slightly different or are they very similar? Yes, that's the exact point. The farther away you get from your house, it's easier to have a thoughtful conversation. Mm -hmm. When it's dealing with your neighbor next door, it's personal. Right. Right. And this is why anybody who's a school board member, God bless them. Right. (laughs) Because that is the hardest job because you're talking about a almost million dollar investment, your child. And so everything you vote on affects them. At my level, there's not a lot happening in District 1, thank goodness, at this point, And I'm going to try to keep it that way, nice and calm, for new development. But people get very emotional when it's it's closer to home. And when it's a broader issue, I think people are more thoughtful. Yeah. it's it, I, Yeah, you don't have to deal with chickens, do you? Hi. Hey, former Representative Spencer, him and I didn't agree on hardly anything. <laughs> I just caught that. I'm sorry. <laughs> he 
and I agreed on chickens. And I was all about it because we all have HOAs and your HOA is the overruling authority. But if you are not an HOA or your HOA approves it and you want to have chickens, as long as you don't have any roosters, I could care less. And you're probably going to be the best friend of everyone in the neighborhood because of the eggs. Right. And when people start raising chickens, and I'm part, and I'll give a shout out to my buddy Adam, who uh, I worked with him nonstop and he was part of the chicken group. The amount of money you spend to get that one egg versus going to the store just go to the store and get the eggs. Right. You're not right. saving money no. by raising chickens. <clears throat> right. But it's part of that, you know, 4-H. What, what do you want your constituents to know about you, whether professionally or personally? Um, you're obviously a big family man. You, you're very active with your family, and you're a great teacher, educator for a number of years. Uh, give a shout-out to them, and, and, and who are they? What do they look like? Well, I mean, my daughter will be a freshman this year. Um, and the Wentzville school district has done an amazing thing. And I think a lot of people don't realize this as an eighth grader, you're able to participate in sanctioned sports Mm -hmm. through the state of Missouri. So they have track, they have cross country, they have these different events. And so when you come in as a freshman, you already have one year of experience versus any other school district in our area. They don't have that ability. And so my daughter just happened to run cross country because my wife is the coach and she really loved it. And then that then went into track in the spring. And now she is running the 800 and the four by eight at an amazing rate. Like I never thought my daughter would be an athlete. She was the classic nerd. I mean, she's got snakes and she's all about the toads and, and all of these other animals. And now she sees herself as an athlete. The Wentzville school district didn't have that program as an eighth grader she would have never gone into sports. And so I think that's a huge thing. Now, my son, he's starting middle school this year, and he's something special. He, I hate to say this, he may be a future politician. Oh, wow. He won't be a public <laughs> servant. He's a politician. That wow. boy knows how to get money. That's great. Uh, just this weekend, we were out on the boat, and he was like, hey, Mom, if I get at least six inches of air off my kneeboard, will you pay me five bucks? I'm like, he's like haggling back and forth. I mean, he may be a salesman, who knows, but it's great. And with my wife and I both being educators, we have a a great advantage of having our summers free. Mm. And and anybody who's an educator, I want to say this because this is what I truly believe. And I may end up being a professor at a college later on. Educators work for nine months. We are paid for nine months. Now, you can spread it out over 12 months, but you are a nine-month employee. You then basically have three months to do what you want. If you want to get a second job and make more money, you can do that. Cut grass. Cut grass, absolutely. (laughs) Uh, We had huge windstorms down south. You could be a tree trimmer right now and be making big dollars Mm -hmm. and be working literally 20 hours a day. But as a nine-month employee, I get three months to do what I want. And that really gives me an opportunity to get out in the public, visit with people, walk around. And when you start walking your neighborhoods, just take the dog for a walk. The amount of things you learn is amazing. And when my wife takes the dog for a walk in the morning, people start noticing you in your neighborhood. So if anything people can take from this, get out meet your neighbors. Yeah, that's a great point. You're absolutely right. I, I say that to my wife all the time when we walk. We walk every morning for about 30 to 40 minutes, and you get to see the houses. You get to see what people are doing, the improvements they're making, um, and you really start to know who people are and where they live. 
And I'll guarantee there are certain neighbors who probably are looking out the window every single day to say, is Chief out there? Oh, yep, there he went by. He's walking a little slow. He's got a little gimp. What's going on with that? Did he hurt his knee last week? Right, right. Because I think people just crave that. And unfortunately, so many of us live in subdivisions where they shut the garage door as soon as they pull in. And we are focused on other things instead of our little neighborhoods. And I think if we can focus on the small stuff, the big stuff gets fixed. Yeah, my neighbors know if the door is up, it's time to come on by and, and share a drink and whether it's coffee or a beer, we, we enjoy getting out with our neighbors. We do a lot. Our neighborhood's active and, and I know yours is as well. We've been over there numerous times uh, for different events and uh, you, you got a great group of people there off 61. Councilman, it's always great to catch up with you. Absolutely. Uh, enjoy your last few weeks of summer. Congratulations on another year of education. Well, actually, Assistant Chief right. already told me I'm back You're in already school. You're back in school, right? Well, so this is uh, start of year 28. I don't he, know how I already got another year in, but he's hey, all, thanks. He's always the technical I am. Technical I'm the details guy. guy. I live in the gray world. So, uh, <laughs> But thank, thank you, Councilman, and uh, we'll let John wrap it up with our safety point. So as we've been talking, this is September. It's it's not the summer. It's September, and September is uh, burn month. Uh, well, we uh, the state the state DNR allows us to uh, do uh, open burning, and uh, we just wanted to remind every everybody that open burning for this year starts September sixteenth and runs to April fourteenth. And now you have to have a small fire. It has to all be natural natural stuff, brush and vegetation. You can't burn tires and trash and those kind of things. And we do ask that if you're going to do that, you hop on the winsvillefire.org and get yourself a permit. It doesn't cost you anything, but you can fill out a link online uh, and get that permit. That way uh, we're not sending, you know, a, a full alarm of six fire trucks uh, da- down the road to, to put out a, a legal fire. Uh, so uh, hop on there and do that. And uh, uh, outside of that, we'd just like to remind everybody that uh, that's in the county, and uh, you'll have to follow your city ordinance. So I know, like in the city of Winsfield, you, you're probably not going to be allowed to do that regardless. So just make sure you're checking with the fire district and getting those permits. And uh, I was talking with the councilman uh, off mic about you had some, some new legislation you were looking at. Yeah, so we want to make sure that when you're burning, it's it's you're burning your own Trees that have fallen down, limbs have fallen down, and down on my property, do that all the time. I let my neighbors know what's going on. Hey, I'm going to be burning up some limbs. Don't worry about it. It's all good. Um, at the county level, we're having some people burn tires, other debris, trash, trash yeah. you name it, or commercial limbs and all. And we're going to be putting in new legislation that's going to really prohibit you from doing that. If you have a commercial burn permit, that's different. Right. We can, that's legal, but somebody burning commercial stuff on a residential area is wrong because we have to be respectful of our neighbors. And I know in Wentzville, I passed something called the Good Neighbor Ordinance, which was simply enough of just be a good neighbor and have set fines and punishments if you're not. And that's what I'm going to be looking at doing with a couple of our councilmen in St. Charles County. And we will probably have that all finalized by the end of this year. Well, great. We're going to wrap it up from here. This has been another edition of Hot Topic. I'm Fire Chief John Schneider. I'm Assistant Chief John Ledoux. Take care, everyone. Stay safe. Once full fire because we care.